hardcore, man. Like, yeah, yeah like I, I, I think of like, you know, my parents, like, especially my dad, how he started his mechanic shop. Like I'm here tripping, I'm like, damn, like how, like, like how am I gonna run this business, blah, blah, blah. Like maybe I should quit, you know, stuff like that. And then I think of my dad, I was like, my dad came to a foreign country, didn't speak the language, came yeah. at 17, didn't have any friends, didn't even know what the currency was, and he started a business. I'm like, dog, like, I have no excuse, yeah, bro. You guys like, need to watch it. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Sorry I couldn't make it last week uh, or two weeks ago. Yeah. Anyways. Um, Somewhere around there. I'm happy to be back and I have a couple shout outs. One of them is the Latin Film Festival, which is, it starts at the end of this month, but then goes on to August and it is going to be in LA. So look into that, buy your tickets now. I'm excited to be a volunteer there. So if you have any questions, DM me if you want more information on who's going to be on music, uh, what films are going to be screening, and other events that are going to be taking part of that. Then the other one is the Latina Lat Latina Fest. Latina Fest, which is at the end of August. That one's actually a really cool event that I'm super stoked about. Hell yeah. It's going to be in. Uh, not, it's not going to be at Plaza de la Raza. It's going to be at. It's another plaza. It's like the sister plaza, right? Yeah, yeah. I think it's the sister plaza. Um, but yeah, so I'm excited about that one. We're volunteering for that one as well. Yeah, once we get that more accurate information, we'll put that on uh, on Instagram and make sure that you guys are well aware that there's going to be an awesome festival that we yeah. hope to see you guys there. For sure, for sure. Um, and then I'm off to Guatemala in like September, the whole month. So. She's leaving me on my birthday. <laughs> I know that. Yeah, I'm sorry. I totally forgot. But it's okay. Yeah. It is Guatemala, so... Yeah, is, right? Yeah. I'll bring you something back. Exactly. I'll bring exactly. you something back. Some good liquor or something. I don't know. I would appreciate that. Yeah. I uh, would appreciate <laughs> But, um, so yeah, today here we are at El Cielito Cafe in... Is this Downey? This Paragraph is Southgate, homie. I don't know where I'm at. It's yeah. Southgate. Yeah, Southgate. it's confusing. This part, yeah. Yeah, so I came to a cupping this past weekend and I was um, I don't know I heard about it on Instagram and yeah. I was just like I gotta go I gotta go so then yeah. met Danny and Danny's the owner of El Celito Cafe and so we have him here today I really wanted to interview him because one it's coffee two it's like Latin culture hello Come and on. so you walk in here and that's the first thing you see yeah right it's like the, just the culture in general it's like awesome but um yeah danny's here with us today danny thank you thank yeah. you for joining us um danny so tell us where you're from yeah. uh your profession or just like an intro about yourself i guess what yeah. drugs you use coffee <laughs> serious man uh, totally i mean i'm um yeah so i'm daniel danny or um, on instagram it's a seat to the ocelito okay. kind of, <laughs> i kind of got it became my mantra <laughs> But um, so I'm, I'm originally from Echo Park, was born in Hollywood, raised in Echo Park. Um, 
and us Echo Parkians like to say uh, pre-gentrification Echo Park. Like yeah. we're, uh, we're the, yeah. the hard end of it. <laughs> yeah. And um and yeah, so I, I own the coffee shop, so I'm the CEO, the barista, the roaster, just, just all. E- yeah, everything, just everything. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's kind of funny though, cause um before I was into coffee, I was actually boxing, and I and I like to say that it's kind of oh, yeah, me kind of repaying my karma back that I was knocking people out, and I gotta wake them back up. So, <laughs> yes, <laughs> so there, I like that. So there, so yeah, actually, I had a fight in um, Azteca Boxing Club. It's down Gage. Oh, I heard of and, that club, dude. Yeah, so oh, I had shit. a I had a fight there, and um, I was um, just like kind of lost in a sense I wanted to see what I what I wanted to do in life you know I was I was fighting obviously it's fun but getting punched is not yeah. that fun yeah. um, I was in college and I've never liked school so I was like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I don't like school either so uh-huh. that's another thing that I, I might want to take off and um, I found the like the for lease sign like here and I was I was lost I was trying to go back home with, without GPS and I ended up <laughs> around here in Southgate and um, I was like well like maybe I might want to like own a business one day and um, I didn't know what that business was. And um, I went back home and <clears throat> I heard Blue Bottle was um, opening up. And I was like, well, I don't know what Blue Bottle is. Like coffee's like Starbucks, you know? Yeah. Like I, that's, that's all I thought. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I, I go to Blue Bottle when it opens up. It's super prestigious, super nice. It doesn't look like the, the rundown Starbucks that was in, in Echo Park. Yep. It, was in, it was in a laundromat, by the way. Oh, so God. yeah, in a Lucy's laundromat. And um, so I go and I see like all these like cool like like names, right? Like, but, but very simple, like, you know, it just says El Salvador, it just says Guatemala, it just says Ethiopia. And I was like, yo, this is trippy. Like, I just I just thought coffee was like, you know, a Frappuccino. Yeah. And um, I go to my homies in, in Belmont High School that I had in Belmont High School. And I was like, hey, did you guys know like El Salvador grows coffee? And they're like, oh shit, bro. Like, <laughs> like yeah. And I was like, it's like crazy. you all late, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and they were like, we drank it since we were five. And I was like, how the fuck? Like, and yeah. no one, no one heard about it. So like at that point, that was like, I didn't know it at the time, but the inception behind like the, the yeah. what would be me now, yeah, you know? Yeah, that's like, so crazy. <laughs> figuring shit out. Yeah, what's your what's your ethnicity? Like, did that inspire a little bit of like, man, just like your culture connecting it to coffee, I guess? Yeah, well, well so my parents are from Mexico. Okay. They're from um, little small towns, but they're really close to Guadalajara, so we all just say, Guadalajara, you know, yeah. perfect timing. Oh, yeah, the <laughs> song's playing in the background. Yeah, I don't know if you guys can hear the song in the background, but yeah, we got Guadalajara playing. This <laughs> is my theme song, and it was perfect timing. My tia will be proud. <laughs> yeah, so they're, they're from they're from Guadalajara. Um, yeah, and, and um, when I where I grew up in, in Echo Park, when it was obviously pre-gentrified, was the side that I grew up on was mostly Mexicans, Cubans, and Filipinos. So that that was that. I wasn't really like exposed to you know Central Americans and and so- Southern Americans, and um, until I went to Belmont High School. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with, with Belmont High School. Personally, I'm not. I've driven by there, but uh, that's about it. Yeah, the school looks like a prison. Like it's yeah. really ugly. Yeah. So basically, that's the school that divides uh, Echo Park and MacArthur Park. So Echo Park was kind of like this safe haven for Cubans, Mexicans, and Filipinos, because like Filipino towns there. Um, MacArthur Park is a safe haven for a lot of Central American immigrants that came in during the, the 90s and the, and the 80s. So you put that together, and um, I started like mingling with um, Salvadorans, Guatemalans, and I started really learning like, oh shit, like culture is really different. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and yeah, but I, I basically grew up in a... In a 
um we weren't very ironic enough we weren't very cultural like in, in my house like um we just like did like stuff but we never had like you know like a Mexican flag in our living room or, or you know or, or something like I would occasionally have like Mexican flag boxing shorts but maybe that's, yeah. a, that's, that's about, about it yeah, yeah that's about it so it, it was um it was this journey that I took as well like learning about my own culture as well as like everyone else's yeah that's yeah. so crazy that's so crazy um so that's would you say that's kind of what inspired the theme of your coffee shop because I see a lot of like Guatemalan and Salvadorian like like coffees that stood out to me personally yeah yeah, mostly it was just dedication to a lot of ex-girlfriends. No, I'm just, oh, I'm just playing. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble for that one. <laughs> no, so basically, um, I, I had realized when I was hanging out with like a lot of friends that, um, that, were, that were Central Americans, we would go to um, like these restaurants or we would go to like these other shops and mostly it was just Mexican kind of like influence. Mm -hmm. um, so a lot of my friends would be like, you know what, like we don't like have our representation around. And um, again, that was another thing that added to the inception of Silito that like, there's no really, there's a lot of places I say they're like Latino, Latino or like Latin based, but it's mm -hmm. mostly like Frida Kahlo and like Mexican kind yeah, of like, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I wanted to like show that like we can represent like other cultures, not just Mexico. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's cool. Yeah. Because I definitely like have ran into a lot of Latin based coffee shops and it's, yeah, like you said, it's a lot of Frida and which I love. I mean, I love all that stuff. Like, yeah. It's very, like, I don't know, it just gives me an idea of what Mexican culture as well is. Because even before, I was just like, okay, I don't, I don't really know much about the Mexican culture. Yeah. Or even when I was younger and I would get called, like, oh, you're Mexican, I'd get offended. Like, I'm like, I ain't Mexican. Yeah. I'm, like, Central American, half Guatemalan, half Salvadorian. Yeah. It's like, now as I've gotten older, it's like, no, like, the Me Mexican culture is very beautiful. It's like... Like, there's so much to it. Like, there's so yeah. much pride to it, as much as there is, like, with the Salvadorian and Guatemalan. But I could definitely tell Central American culture has not been represented as much. Yeah. We, we did a, a series on, like, Aztecs, Mayans, and Incas a while back. And we talked about how you look at the Mexican culture, and please correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you look on, at the yeah. Mexican culture, and it's, like, it's evolved, and it's actually, like, grown, and it's, like, escalated, yeah. like, in in entrepreneurship in so many aspects you know in the media and uh television but then you look at central america yeah. salvador guatemala uh, honduras panama i guess is kind of panama doesn't even like to get, be considered yeah, as panama and costa rica they're like nah we're not central american we're south america yeah. even belize belize doesn't like to consider themselves as like you know, and then there's that's that's a whole and yeah, that's a whole yeah. other episode we can get into. <laughs> Where it's, it's like, like Belize and Guatemala just don't like each other. Yeah, like but, just on a technicality, they don't want to be considered that part of the, of the yeah. world. Yeah, yeah. So it's like we talked about how it's if you look at it, Central American and Guatemala Central Central mm -hmm. Americans haven't really grown. Yeah. And why has that been the case? And our, my theory is a lot of like the politicians and just the government in general and totally. you know there's just been like it's a lot of corruption unfortunately yeah. Yeah. there's a whole bunch of corruption in Mexico too yeah but like they found a way to make it work because we're attached to the freaking United States yeah we have an easier way to make money totally yeah. but then you have Central America where like the where they have the most money is through the tourism of Costa Rica and like the Panama Canal yeah yeah. Yes. Everyone else is kind of left behind, you know, and you just have the politicians making money out of the people, 
Why they keep them dry, you know? Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. But um, I feel like that's left, like, a longing impact on the people because mm. they're always seen as, like, from other countries of like people that are being ignorant like they're low class i was like no it's not true man yeah they're very culturally rich yeah, yeah I mean, they, we all were man we had statues of gold we had cities of gold yeah like, legendary cities of gold that they may or may not be true but there's facts that yeah. spain and like the french and all these other people that colonized in our territories they melted our fucking gold <laughs> yeah and really? silver and they yeah. made it into like all this jewelry and shit like that and i was like nah man this was like this is how we showed our artwork. Yeah. Now, if you look at our artwork, it's considered folk art. It's not considered, like, luxurious art anymore, mm. like, historically. Yeah. They're yeah. like, oh, yeah, these poor people made these things out of, like, wood and brick. I was like, and stone. I was like, nah, dude, we had gold. We had silver. Yeah. We have all these fucking mines everywhere. Yeah. Like, don't don't yeah. degrade our people, man, because yeah. of shit y'all did. Yeah. And and coffee is kind of, like, bringing that back up. Yeah. Like, yeah and that's that's what, um <laughs> like... Uh, like kind of uh, brought about like the thing again. It was just like cent- like Central America, right? Like it's it's um basically one huge coffee farm, right? Like yeah, just, yeah. And and um you see these things that like you know how much coffee El Salvador exports. Like everyone that's like born in El Salvador just has like coffee in their blood, basically, you know. Yeah. And um and and that's Guatemala too. Sense. Yeah, it's <laughs> coffee. That explains a lot. <laughs> and and yeah, and it's such a huge like um this like kind of like commodity and, and and stuff. And it's like you see like um all these coffee shops have El Salvador, but then you look at El Salvador and it doesn't really reflect that. You know, like they're exporting. So I'm sure it's in the like millions, billions maybe of how much coffee like like they're they're exporting like price wise. Mm-hmm. But it's like you don't really see the 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 benefit from that because I'm yeah. sure if if um, if it reflected like El Salvador would be rich as hell, bro. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, it'd yeah. be it'd be extremely rich, and like Guatemala would be like crazy rich, you know. Seriously? But exactly. but that's that's another thing that kind of like um brought out this kind of like um like kind of feeling of like all right, this needs to be represented, and and, and like El Salvador, Guatemala, all them need to be represented, and in that light, hopefully, it changes around like what people realize because. A lot of people don't realize that like El Salvador produces coffee, so they're just like, I just care about my Starbucks. But if you were to show them like, hey, like yeah. El Salvador produces that coffee, you pay twenty dollars for that cup of co- that frappuccino, and like none of that money is going to this country. Yeah. Like you know, it, it it'll like open a lot of eyes. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. I, I don't think I really knew about Salvadorian coffee up until I went to Tierra Mia. Yeah, I went to Tierra Mia the first time probably five years ago yeah and i bought a pound of their coffee because it said in salvador and i'm like oh my god and i opened the bag and it was like teeny coffee yeah it's like i mean i guess i've seen one or the other i've seen really teeny like pea berries pretty much or really like big like coffee beans right (laughs) and so it was like really small and i took it back and i was working at starbucks at the time and i took it back to my partners i'm like guys you gotta try this like it's amazing and I'm still trying to get figure out like okay how do I do ratios how do I like do pour overs and all this stuff yeah. and they're like wow that doesn't look like good coffee because it's really small and I'm like no just try it try you know because you're they're used to these like dark black oily coffee. shiny oily shiny yeah. like like coffee beans yeah. and I'm like just try it and they try they're like what is this <laughs> like is this juice yeah, I'm like right. I mean pretty much like because if you try like and since then it's just been like you know, having Salvadorian coffee, I'm like, oh my god, this is 
this is wonderful because Man. I've been used to just Guatemalan coffee, Guatemalan coffee, which is good too. Yeah. But it's like a lot of like chocolatey, you know, nutty. Yeah. And that's what I was expecting from El Salvador because they're right next to each other. And then all of a sudden you try this like fruitiness and I'm like, which I'm, I'm, I know that like there's Salvadorian coffees that can produce chocolatey and nutty notes as well. But most of the, what I've tried has been very like fruity and juicy and I'm yeah. like, oh my God. Like this is different. It is. <laughs> I think actually the cold brew I just had was that, and I'm like, I, that's I just chugged it. Yeah. I don't usually just, chug cold brew, but I'm like, yeah, feel it. I know. I'm feeling. Like, y'all don't chug cold brew. <laughs> yeah, don't. Please don't. Like, I'm, hey. I'm probably gonna be tripping later. But um, we yeah. Get some food in you. <laughs> I haven't had food today. Now that I think about it. Okay, I'm concerned. Let's keep going. <laughs> Okay, it's okay. Yeah. Um, it's gonna but, be a great interview, guys. <laughs> the, the, like, kind of like everyone kind of remembers like their first moment that they had like really good fucking coffee, you know? Yeah. Like, and I um I had actually had like coffee at the academy. It, 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 I went to a coffee academy in um I'm San Di- San Diego, like Vista, California, around that area. Okay. okay. Yeah, it was called the, I think the ILBA Coffee Academy. Okay. And um I remember again, still like kind of like you know coffee ignorant me like starbucks is a shit blah 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 yeah and um, and so i go right and i'm like the youngest dude there i must have been like about like 18 19 everyone else is like 35 because everyone had their intentions are already opening up a shop or yeah. like you know they already had a shop and they mm-hmm. wanted like you know further their, their knowledge and i was like oh i might want to try coffee and my dad found that and he was just like oh just go like you have nothing to lose mm-hmm. and i was like okay cool so uh we go right they, they have this table in front of me and have all this coffee laid out and it's organized like beautifully it's like southern south america central america uh, and africa coffee and i'm like dude what the fuck like <laughs> i'm like looking at it like holy shit and and yeah. they were like okay so you're gonna the instructor was like you're gonna want to try the coffee and see what kind of taste notes you're 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 gonna get mm-hmm. and it's my first day and i'm tripping everyone's trying it and i hear people go like oh strawberries and shit like that and I'm here trying it, and I'm like, dude, I was like, my shit's not flavored, bro. <laughs> I was, I was Where's like, the syrup? Yeah, I was like, someone someone didn't put the fucking, like, flavoring in mine. Because this, this dude, some dude next to me, he was trying a, um, it was, I think it was like a Panama. And he was just like, oh, the strawberry notes are amazing. I was like, dog, what the fuck? Like, you know, like, I'm like drinking it. And and <laughs> and um, and um I was talking to the instructor. I was like, I didn't really get any notes. And then she goes like, well, how long, like, have you been tasting coffee? And I was like, well, I usually just get like frappuccinos and stuff. And then she was just like, no, like you're gonna, like you're gonna stay and you're gonna, yeah. you're gonna try some stuff. So she gave me like, she printed out these like this pamphlet of like taste notes and processes and stuff like that. And I'm like a huge like science nerd, right? So she showed me like the chemicals, and I was like, I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. I was like, this like I'm not in Kansas anymore, bro. Like, <laughs> like, like I, I can't go back, you know? Yeah. So so we're all trying it, and then um. She was showing us different methods, right? Uh-huh. And um, I, I, I like, I wish there was like a video of my, cause I can feel Your in my face the right? reaction. She was like, "This is a V60," and she's pouring coffee, and I see it drip, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and then she's like, "This is a Chemex," and it's like she brings out the like that weird shaped shit. She does it. I'm like, "Dude, what the fuck?" Then she does a a siphon, and I was like, "Oh." Fuck, like there's fucking fire in there. Like, like, are you making meth? Like, yeah, like straight up. And I was, and then I was just like, I was just amazed, right? And uh-huh. then she pulls out a cold brew tower, like that. I yeah. think it's the Coyote Tower. Yeah, the Coyote. Yeah. yeah, and she's showing like the little drip, and she's like, it takes 24 hours. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I must have said my world record for saying what the fuck that many times. Like when I was there, like it was, it was super crazy. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 
Yeah, and um, that like was my like my intro to like hardcore coffee. Yeah. And I remember going back to my to my hotel room, and I was like, I was in bed, and I don't know if it was just the amazement or the coffee or maybe both, but I had my eyes. I was laying down. I was like, fuck. I was yeah. like, it's some real shit. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's so true. Like I think, like really, when you find out the beauty about about coffee, I think it's hard to go back to like you know trying to drink starbucks trying to like i had a frappuccino two weeks ago uh it was the only i had like maybe an inch of it yeah because i was like craving sweetness like yeah. that's probably the only reason i will have like and you know every, everything has its place though i think mm-hmm. you know there is like starbucks has done a lot of good and, yeah. and it still actually is doing a lot of good you know it built a vocabulary and coffee that you know you, somebody can come in here and be like, hey, can I have a macchiato? Yeah. To us, like in the specialty world, a macchiato, right, is like a little teeny guy. Yeah. But then in Starbucks, you know, they're like, they're going to look at it like, oh, I don't want that. They're like, oh, you're meaning Starbucks language. Yeah. You know, so it's like they've done a lot of good. And to this day, they're, they're still doing, like, good things. They take care of their partners and, like, pay rate, uh, health care, stocks, 401k, a lot of that stuff, which yeah. specialty – I've come to run into that, you know, struggles at that because, you know, like we talked earlier, it's becoming such a saturated areas, like, especially here in Southern California, especially in the Bay Area, the Bay Area is like super saturated on roasters and coffee shops. So it's like, as much as these specialty shops are taking care of their farmers, which, you know, we love our farmers, especially if you've gone to Origin, oh my God, and you talk to these farmers and... You see their kids working in the farms, like that, like just warms your heart. That's like looking at a, at a puppy. Like, I'm like <laughs> oh my god, like I want to like take you in and like do everything for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, but then what is specialty doing for the baristas too, though? It's like so we run into this like, what what can we find the balance? You know, yeah, like, where can you please everyone equally? Like, do we take care of our farmers, but like not take care of our baristas, yeah. or do we take care of our baristas? And just let go of our farmers. Yeah. You know what? Totally. Uh, you can't have one without the other. You have to find a balance, like yeah. you said. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely a struggle that a lot of specialty coffees are dealing with. Yeah. 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 And and it's kind of crazy, though, now, now that you bring that up, that, like, you know, people, like, they were like, oh, we want you, like, to to, to work with the farmers or, or we need that connection with the farmers. We need to make sure farmers are okay. But I don't think anyone's ever said, like, hey, pay your baristas a yeah, living wage, yeah, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. like that's kind of – and I had a talk with, that, with like, with a friend that um, – because we're opening up a shop. And he was just like, well, we're going to do this. And, like, the rate for, like, the baristas is going to be this much. And he's like, because we're going to be taking care of the farmers, but we're going to be, like, biting ourselves in the ass if, like, our baristas are getting paid well. And I yeah. was like – that's kind of like no one kind of brings that to light either, yeah. you know. Like, yeah. like the farmers are getting three dollars a pound, and it's like, but the baristas are still back in like minimum, you know. Like exactly because yeah. like the bar- the baristas are in charge of that. They're the end of that scale. Yeah. You know, like you have the farmers, you have the the processes that it goes through. You know, from planting the seed to like packaging it and ex- like importing it, exporting it. You know, to to the shops and then the roaster. The roasters doing like a, a good portion of it as well, but then. At the end of the day, like the last person that touches that coffee yeah. is the barista. Mm-hmm. So it's like I, it's they're the have, final smile before they reach the client or customer that you're gonna give it to. Exactly, yeah. and so it's like, how do we? And I guess that's a question for you. Like, how have have you run into a struggle of that where yeah. like 
I want to pay my baristas this, but I can't because obviously we live in a very saturated area. Well, yeah. I don't know how it is here in Southgate, but yeah, um, yeah, like because I, I've noticed that in Long Beach, I've noticed that a lot of like the kind of the pain. Yeah, yeah the, the just have you ran into that that situation with your baristas where you like, oh, who do I really want? Do I really want to invest in good coffee and just cut down on my baristas, or yeah. you know? Yeah, because I read in an article about you that uh, you try to focus on like the farmers being treated like respectfully that they get their their pay due yeah and that you also you you try to find that way where you create a structure yeah where everyone can work together totally so how is it that you found that structure it, it was it's well it's still pretty difficult because there's um as as businesses um especially like without having any investors involved or anything it's, it just being me like um it's difficult to find like the money balance because like, yeah. like everyone has good days bad days and and, yeah. and all that stuff um but it 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 basically is just like transparency is kind of like the key you know like yeah. um so people kind of expects what they're getting like with the farmers when i work with them like i tell them i'm like hey um this month i'm projecting it or, to, or this quarter i'm projecting it to be pretty bad and I want to support you. And he's like, is there, a, is there a way that we can do payment plans? Like, that's another good one, too. Like, hey, maybe um, I can't pay you that 500 600 up front right now. But if I pay you, like, 100 200 every month, like, can we do that? Mm-hmm. And that's the benefit of working with these farmers is that they don't really have, like, a higher up to answer to. So they'll be like, you know what? Like, yeah, like, we, we can work that. So there's room to negotiate. Yeah, totally. And, and. It's 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 totally like um, it's easier than a lot of people think because I was I was scared and and again pride kind of comes into a way when you're trying to tell someone like hey I don't have money like it kind of you know yeah. like especially being like a Mexican male is like you know I'm yeah. supposed to be that a millionaire yeah <laughs> I'm like I'm not gonna bank but yeah. um but yeah like like I was scared I told him like hey man I really want to support your stuff um, I know that you have coffee sacks just sitting there because you're 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 like they don't have that many accounts. And I'm like, I want to support you. I want to get those out of here. I want to get your name out. I don't have the money. Like, what can we do? Like, what can we work out? And then, uh-huh. Well, yeah. That's the thing. I'm sorry for interrupting. It's all good. But that's the thing with uh, people is that we're all afraid to negotiate. Yeah. You know, until we actually get comfortable in doing that, often it's, it's something that we kind of stray away from. Yeah. Like, we think things are set in stone. And some things are. Yeah. Obviously, some things are, like, ethically and morally, but... Uh, when it comes to business, there's a lot of things that can be negotiated. Like, you had to get over like the the fear and the pride of like talking to these farmers. Yeah. Like, hey, man, will they actually listen to me or like respect what I'm trying to say? Totally. And it's like, no, it's just really about communications and yeah, and like ensuring that you want to preserve the relationship with them. Yeah. And making sure that everyone benefits off of what you're trying to do. Totally. And I got blessed with taking a, a negotiations class, like a specialty class. That's what's up, man. And, I need to take uh, one. <laughs> and, terrible, that's yeah. <laughs> and so I got comfortable with it because every day we had to like figure out, like, we got a deal that uh, was proposed to us. Yeah. So we had to either switch off roles and shit. <laughs> or, and like, all, all the whole time that we're there, yeah. we had to figure out. Why are we doing this? What's going on? How can we talk to the people? How can we present our side? Yeah. Or like our defense or, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And it's really, it, it comes down to an ego thing where it's like, totally, you got to let it go. You know, this is business. We yeah. just want to make money or we want to be successful or we want to help out someone that we're trying to do it like if it's a nonprofit, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. And, and 
Sorry, uh, one, yeah. one, one final thing. Mm-hmm. I think when it came to, to with you, it was like, all right, I just got to grow up a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Talk to people. Yeah, you know? totally. And and um, and then it, it, it was difficult, though, too. Like, um, and this goes into, like, the whole business aspect. But, like, with me coming from, like, a boxing background, the way we solved our differences was, you know, fighting, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, or, or like, you, you, um, the only time you, you went face to face with someone was to say, I'm gonna fuck you up, you know? Like, yeah. so, so I, I'm a, I'm like a very, like, um, um, boxing how get over it, but I'm a very, like, shy person. So, mm-hmm. when it would come to, like, me going up to someone and be like, hey, like, like, I need this, or, or we need to do this, or something needs to be discussed, it's like, I'm, Nah, I discussed, you know, with this, yeah, you know, yeah. with yeah. my hands. So it's like it was something difficult for me to kind of like overcome, like, and and um and I'm and I was thinking like if confrontation happens, what the fuck do I do? Because you know, yeah. but yeah. the way I would handle it wouldn't be legal. But yeah. but yeah, so so that is, it was mostly like a, like an ego thing as well, and and a lot of things is just like um realizing that these people are on the same kind of like platform that you are. Like these guys are thinking I gotta get my stuff out here, you know. And then you're thinking, I got to get stuff, but I don't have that much money. So it's like, what? Like, mm-hmm. what What comes down to it? Mm-hmm. Um, and then when it comes to, like, uh, the, the baristas as well, like, I'm, I'm, like, very transparent with these guys. Like, I tell them, like, hey, like, this week, again, projected to be slow, or, or you guys worked yesterday. You saw how we, we, we had no customers. Like, like a couple hours are going to be cut. And, like, thankfully, a lot of, of the baristas here, I'm sure a lot of baristas around because they're students and they – have like you know like financial aid like to back up like a lot of people are like okay like they're lenient mm-hmm. but um but it, it it's difficult because if we want to grow we gotta like you know pay people we gotta give people hours and we gotta like make them feel comfortable for being for here sure, yeah. so it's like it's like that battle between like the specialty coffee and like starbucks and coffee beans where it's just like people are like they've got like a kajillion investors you know course, like so it's just course. like oh they have money in the back burner and then they have a thousand locations so it's like yeah, yeah if, if this one doesn't make money that one for sure like makes up for it so yeah. it's difficult with being like a coffee shop where you're just like one you know mm-hmm. and and it has to be like okay so we're one location and you better like hope to god that that one location hits yeah. you know yeah, yeah. Exactly. And like like with me, my my biggest competitor, funny enough, is it was this Burger King across the street oh. because um, customers would come in and kind of like the thing with with what, what you had said, like they'll look at the coffee beans, they're like it's not dark or it doesn't taste, yeah. you know, like coffee because it's not burnt. Mm-hmm. They're like I can get this coffee at Burger King that tastes like coffee for like eighty cents, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's it's um it's it's this kind of like thing that as specialty coffee we have to like overcome, but we can't. We have to be cautious to not sell out either, you know? Yeah. Because yeah. then you can, there, there's a bunch of investors, like I've, I've gotten offers for franchising and investors that they're eager to go in, but they don't really have that same idea that yeah. you want, you know? Yeah. Like who's to say an investor's like, I'll give you a million dollars, but I want you to fucking cut out El Salvador because some yeah. Salvadoran yeah. chick broke my heart, you know? Like, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah like now something. you got this overhead like, yeah. trying to take control of you. Yeah, and it's and it's totally it's totally crazy, but I feel like um, there's a lot to st- of steps, and, and the financial one is kind of like the, yeah. the hardcore one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, saturation is not yeah. helping either. Yeah. That is a mean struggle, man. That's, yeah. that's interesting. It, it's like... Um, it's definitely a topic right now that has just been on my head constantly mm-hmm. and I definitely want to like do more research on it and yeah. see like what can we do you know because 
I mean, I, I definitely understand, like, a lot of baristas are students, you know, it's, it's worldwide, it's a, or nationwide, I guess, it's, yeah. it's a, it's a, you know, a job, an occupation that's really easy to, like, work with and mm -hmm. still do school and pursue higher, whatever you're pursuing, you know? Yeah. But for me, let's say, like, I mean, I started in Utah and started working at Starbucks and I, you know, as soon as I started getting into coffee, I was like, I know I want to make coffee my profession. Totally. And so then for a while I was like, I want coffee to be like, I want to have my own coffee shop. Yeah. But then like, as I started, as I moved out here and I'm like, I want to move out to California, pursue this coffee like profession. I started noticing there's so many coffee shops. Why yeah. do I want to add to the saturation? You know what? I'm going to change my vision. And what I decided to do is I'm going to be a resource to the coffee industry. So yeah. how can I do that? You know? Yeah. And so now being a barista, it's like, I'm not a student that gets financial aid, you know? Yeah. I don't, my parents don't support me. Yeah. It's actually the other way around. You know, they need money for me. And it's like, yeah. of course, I'm not going to let my parents down. I mean, every, I don't know if it's just a Latin thing, but <clears throat> Like, I hope to one day make hundreds and hundreds and thousands of dollars and support my parents. Yeah, Like, I would totally. love to, like, buy my dad a car, buy my mom a house, and shoot, man. Yeah. Like, pay them back for everything they did. They came here to the States, you know, for to give me a better life. And, exactly, yeah. you know, for me to be born here. And so it's like, I got to pay back for that. And yeah. so it's like a barista getting paid minimum wage or even below. It's like, how do I not grow angry at the industry? and still follow my passion, you know? Exactly. So it's definitely a, like a topic where I'm like, I'm angry enough to like, like research more and figure something out. Like, yeah. I yeah. know I'm not God and I know I can't change it, Yeah. but I can at least be somewhat of a spark or get connected with people that are feeling the same way yeah. and we can change something. So it's totally. like, you know, cause I know we we're very into like trying to figure out like how we can better our sea market. Yeah. That's, I mean, and that's a big thing, of course. But then I'm also in the aspect now. I'm looking at the other end too, though. It's like, how can we better our baristas? Because yeah. it's not an easy task. It's, oh, it, it's yeah. not deal like, with bad people too. Yeah, <laughs> like besides the customer service, like oh my god, like you're always dealing with things. Like it's, it takes a lot to really like how they would say, I guess in 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 Mexico or like your a lot of your family has said so is because i've asked your family like how do you make your salsa so good it's like es la mano yeah es la mano you know el, sa yeah. el sazon yeah and it's like the same thing with coffee it's like you could pro i could probably go over there and you and i like see which coffee's gonna taste better because i have a background mike i'm not trying to brag okay but <laughs> that's actually a, that's a good way to put it like yeah. i have no experience making coffee yeah you have uh, a good amount of experience making coffee yeah. and you're like figuring out how you want to uh, yeah. approach the process and then you have you where you figure out how you do it yeah. and you have a better understanding yeah. it's like we would all make three different types of coffee totally yeah. Yeah. it's crazy and that's what I do appreciate about the coffee culture is that yeah. it's very unique yeah, yeah. I know what starts yeah un diferente sazón un diferente exactly. mano like, yeah. I know how Starbucks tastes like mm -hmm. I know how coffee bean tastes like yeah. I know how Rose Parks tastes like I yeah. know how yours tastes like now yeah it's amazing how unique you can make it. You yeah, know? yeah. Yeah. It's definitely like an interesting topic. It's like, I get lit up about it. I'm like, ah, you know, it definitely like fires me up. But, yeah. Um, well, you're, so you said a little bit about your dad kind of pushing you to that 
school or that little program that you were doing? Yeah. Have your parents always been very like supportive of what you're doing here? So um that that one it's it's kind of funny. So my um my parents like my mom and my dad like are like two opposite ends, right? My okay. mom and her side of the family are super scholastic. Like my aunt went to Wellesley's. Um, all her like Damn. yeah like hardcore <laughs> like they're all college graduates like uh-huh. Santa Cruz like uh, like hardcore um, and then my dad's side they're all entrepreneurial like they they, um, they, they didn't go past um, middle school for some and um, they're like they all started their own businesses like my dad has a mechanic shop my uncle has a mechanic shop another was like massage parlor things of that sort um, so like when I said like I wanted to like start a business my dad was like oh yeah like entrepreneurial and my mom was kind of like, all right, well, you got to stay in school. And I was like, nah, nah, man. Like, nah, 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 that ain't it. That ain't it, chief. Yeah. And, um, but then there was also the confrontation with my dad, how he wanted, my dad wanted me to be a pro boxer. So it's like, I can't, you know, that's three careers, basically. Yeah. And like, extremely demanding careers. And um, I told my dad, I was like, hey, like, I can still train, maybe. Um, but like, I'm, I wanted to pursue this. And then with my mom, I just told her, I was like, nah, I'm not going to school. <laughs> like, that's no maybe. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, like, I love you, mom. But and so my mom would like for the first like like year because we we were slow. Like like the first year was super dead. My mom was like, you could be doing your homework at this time. Like you're still going to school. <laughs> and then my dad was like, you know, you could close up for like four hours, go to the gym, and come back. Like you know, like oh so my God. yeah. Wow. So it was it was kind of crazy. But now they're kind of like they see like you know like they see the interviews and they see like all this stuff and they see the progress we made mm-hmm. and like the farmers come over to my house to hang out so they see they're like oh shit that's like this is real yeah, yeah. you know so um they, they're starting to kind of like get to the like the the, the feeling of it and be like now it's kind of like the proud moment yeah um yeah. but yeah and i'm sure it hurt them too like to see like their son like work like 18 hour days you know and like yeah. no money you know yeah so um there was a little bit of everything but now they're 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 pretty cool like they they enjoy their free coffee so yeah yeah, yeah like so awesome yeah. so how long has cielito cafe been established so um i think we just turned four years oh wow yeah we yeah, just turned wow. four years yeah. yeah so it's it's crazy yeah. i don't like talking about the years though because i'm like i still feel like it's a baby you know like oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah well four yeah. years for a business is still a baby yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> which trips me out because like like there's um in in the whole again like it's it's always gonna go back to boxing because that was yeah. you know and um again boxing right like when you're 25 like like i am you're already like supposed to be peaking you're already supposed to be prime Ooh. and stuff yeah so yeah so my dad understands that too so he's just like all right you're 25 you're four years in business like you know like start, time to start open 20 more and i'm yeah. like nah bro like, it, on, yeah figure the one out first <laughs> yeah. man yeah. it don't it don't work that way yeah, yeah. and and so it's, it's been crazy it's like crazy kind of conflict and my mom's still telling me like oh you should go back to school and i'm like nah bro like yeah, yeah. but sometimes there is that kind of like low-key like like maybe i should have stayed so I'll yeah. go and I'll meet these investors and I'll meet the people and they'll be like, whoa, like, what's your profit margin and your net and gross? So I'm like, dog, like, I grew up. Oh, like, there ain't nothing gross here, bro. <laughs> what you doing? It's good shit, isn't it? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, um, but yeah, like, it, it was, it was kind of like when that hit, like, once I reached, like, that kind of, like, level, mm-hmm. um, I, I still didn't go to school, but <laughs> I was yeah. reading up and researching shit and, yeah. and watching Shark Tank, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
anywhere that you can find it, bro. Just yeah. any business books, bro. Like I, yeah. I, like I would walk to the Barnes and Noble. I see a, a book with a guy in a business suit like this. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna buy that book. I'm gonna learn some shit. Yeah. But um, but yeah, it, it's um, they're 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 supportive now. Like yeah, yeah my dad, awesome. my dad especially. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna go roasting. He's like, oh, you know, like his point of his coffee jar, like I'm empty, and I'm like, man, like, man, that's my stuff. <laughs> wow. I'm like, oh, that's okay. for you, bro. Well, if you if you need any like books that you're like interested in, I'll check my library. I'll see what I got. I can let you borrow it. I'm down, bro. Yeah. I'm down. You could always always Sal's learn. definitely your guy. Like I, I think that's why we like like balance each other out a lot. Like you and like Melanie as well. Melanie, his fiance. Yeah. Like we really just. It's interesting how we all even started. It's um, I'm very like in, just spur the moment. Let's do this. Like I'm a hustler. Like I know. Like sometimes my thoughts are like think outside the box and yeah. for people they're like you're crazy you really <laughs> want to do that like when I started saying I want to own a farm in Guatemala and I want to retire and live in Guatemala people are like um you know Guatemala is their real country right and I'm like I don't care like I want to live on a farm in Guatemala <laughs> that's simple life and, like that's yeah. just so good like no phone no electronics like yeah. live there you know like that's beautiful to me and then you have Sal where he's like very like marketing and like all this stuff is just like very like business oriented and brings structure to it you know and if I think you don't have that it's like it's it's hard it's yeah. hard sometimes you know because you can just like be doing one project get distracted do another one that's how I am personally and yeah, I can way. be the same way but I found myself like while doing this uh, I've become more organized and I've become more focused on things and I love her approach with everything. She's like, I want to try it. And me, I'm always supportive with anybody. Yeah. Except for like mass murder, you know, I don't do that. <laughs> but uh, I'll support anybody with their dreams. It's like, hey, if you need help, I got you. If you need this, yeah. you know, I got yeah. you. Whatever I can help out with, you know? Yeah. yeah. So I always tell everybody, I'm like, you need to hang out with Sal. Like, if you need business ideas or a structure, hang out yeah. with this guy. Better, like, better call Sal. Yeah. <laughs> Sal. Exactly. And he does boxing too. Oh, that's what's up, yeah, man. I'm a big fan. I'm a big fan. Yeah. Nowhere near professional. But I'm a big fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but that, yeah, that's awesome that your parents are very supportive. Like it's, I think, in the Latin culture, it's different for our parents to see that we're going outside of the box of working an office job or working yeah. or going to college. You know, I I've gotten told by family members like, when are you gonna get a real job? Like things like that. Where I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> like I, I'm. I'm like when are you gonna open your coffee shop like i don't think you're understanding what i want to do you know yeah. like the, things like that where i'm like i understand yeah there is financial needs like i said earlier you know california living in california isn't getting any cheaper it's not going to get any cheaper um i think an earthquake will hit before it gets any cheaper exactly yeah. <laughs> san andreas is coming for us you know but enough. <laughs> seriously but um you know and it's hard to like give that idea to our parents i think in a way i don't know and it's, it's also based on the culture you know and how they grew up and how they seen how the world treated them but for for us it's different now or yeah. the world is similar but it's being reacted to like how our market is different yeah you know <clears throat> we, we didn't have these jobs that we have even like 10 years ago five years ago we're influencers. Yeah, exactly. Now there's influencers. And, yeah. it's like, and that's going to be a big thing for a little while. Yeah. And until it's not. And then it's going to turn into something else. And it's just all about adaptability. Yeah. And so when you have people like, oh, Amazon Day just happened. 
Yeah. Amazon wasn't around like how it was now, like back in 2006. What's Amazon Day? Amazon Day is like uh, like Prime Day. Yeah. Where like everything's super cheap on Amazon Prime and all stuff like that. Oh, I thought people Prime Day crazy. was like yeah. people going on strike for it. Some people went on strike too, though, because Amazon has some issues with like how they treat their their customers. I mean, their customers, their yeah. employees in the warehouses. Yeah. With like the working conditions, so that's also another side to it. Yeah. But it's like you have these big companies that are huge right now that they didn't exist like 10, 15 years ago. Totally, man. Like Google. Like Google. That shit's yeah. only been around for like 20-something years. Yeah. They're still like in a way babies. They're, that's still pretty much a baby company, you yeah. know? Yeah. Big ass baby, but it's a baby company. Yeah. It's insane though, man. Like yeah, like my parents, like I'm on, the, I'm on my phone all the time, right? And um, they're like, well, you're always on your phone, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, bro, I'm fucking, I'm on Instagram, real marketing. Or like, I'm, I'm posting or researching, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's another thing, too. Like, with them, a phone was just like, it just had snake on it, you know? Like, yeah. you just, that was the only thing you had. Now it's like, you can do so many things. And, mm-hmm. exactly. and it's a, yeah, it's a crazy world that we're like, like, um, I like to like think of it as just like, they they thought of college before. Like, if you went to college, that's how you learned everything, right? Yeah. Because yeah. everything wasn't available in public school. But I mean, now like you got the world in your pocket. Like you don't really you don't gotta go to college. Like yeah, it just makes like only missing out maybe on like networking opportunities. But even then, so you you can slide in the DMs. Like you just people are super like accessible. You know. Mm -hmm. It's so true. It's it's definitely like I like to call Instagram like a free marketing business. It's because that's what it is. Yeah. And I hope it stays that way. And if it doesn't, then. Cause gotta figure that shit out. That's how, yeah. we, that's how we've grown. Yeah. Like exactly. this podcast. Podcast. That's literally how we've just been like meeting people. Like I, the way I found out about your coffee shop was yeah. Velma's. That's like, crazy. I know, right? Like I went to Velma's. Yeah. I when I first moved out here, I was looking at coffee shops. I really got like, okay, the way I will learn, because I've gotten like advice from like professionals in the coffee industry. They're like, the way you'll learn is by training your taste buds and I'm like okay yeah. so yelping Instagram where's the coffee shop I found Velma's took my laptop took everything and then I realized oh my god this is a restaurant yeah. I, I'll still sit here and so I sat there got their coffee and I'm like wow this is really good and started asking them like where's your coffee from and they're like it's a little cafe and I'm like where's that at and then I saw you on Instagram and then I'm like, you know so it's like I've met a lot of these coffee shops from Instagram yeah totally and, yeah it's like it's such a big marketing tool for us oh hell yeah and sometimes we don't take advantage of it as we should. Sometimes it takes advantage of us because we just sit there and scroll like yeah, for hours. Buy and, stuff. Yeah, because I'm like, oh shit! Like I should have been doing some other emails or doing some other stuff. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with scrolling. I feel like people when they see scrolling, it's like, oh, you're wasting your time. But it's like, well, what are you looking at when you're scrolling? You know? Yeah. I feel Research. like sometimes I waste my time. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like if you waste your time, is because you know. You're relaxing or you're just trying to get away yeah, yeah. but uh even then that's not really a waste of time because your body has to rest too yeah your mind has to rest and, that's true that's true and that, that whole like it's crazy because you can see the influence now too that um with instagram is that like when people design their layout of their shop they're like is this instagrammable you know like yeah. you'll yep. see you'll see like coffee i think i went to this coffee shop and um it had something like super crazy on the wall, like like it was like this coffee's bitching on the wall, some shit like that. Oh, shit. And I was like, oh shit, that's crazy. And uh-huh. it's just like it's purely Instagram. Like yeah. never yeah. in like the nineties you would have seen like something on the wall, like yeah. you know, like yeah. like fucking meet me outside. Everyone was like, what the fuck? Like just paint your wall, bro. Like you know, like now it's just like it's people kind of like have to like 
adapt to that, you know? Yeah. And there's businesses that like, um, there's a, or, or Chateria, I don't know if you heard yeah, of it. I was just about to mention yeah, that. Yeah, that shit. Yeah, big ass mural. It's just Instagram, bro. Like Instagram, like, oh, yeah. yeah, like 100%. And it's like, it's crazy. Cause and every single day, their line is out the door. Every yeah. Day. And I've, I've had people that like, um, the people that, that they'll come by because, you know, these cities are on neighboring. And I asked them, like, you know, is it really, like, that good? And they would tell me, like, hell no. But it's, like, it's they just yeah. like being in there, you yeah. know? Like, it's they so like true. taking pictures. They like mm-hmm. standing where you can take pictures. And, mm-hmm. and, um, and we're yeah. not saying any of the businesses that we mentioned aren't good. Yeah. <laughs> we're just saying there's some times where, like, you walk in and it's all looks. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. We personally love Chateria, so much respect <laughs> to you. But like, it is true. You can walk yeah, in somewhere yeah. and you're like, oh, this place looks fucking dope. You try whatever they're selling, they're like, Yeah, well, huh. yeah. I did a... <laughs> it doesn't look, it doesn't yeah. taste like it looks. A while back, so when I first started at Rose Park, we did a um, a workshop with our rooster. He did, um, he sent us like two sounds, like, like either they were like beeping sounds it was like beep or there was like a really like mellow like wave sounds and he's like all right put your headphones in i'm gonna give you a cup of coffee and you're gonna try it hearing one sound yeah. loud sound right and i'm like all right you know and it was a like it was our vincent thomas bridge it was the original like the house one that we usually have and so i'm like all right this coffee's good whatever then he's like all right now switch it over to the other sound and so i tried the same coffee with a different sound that was like mellow and it it like changes your perspective on because it plays like a I don't even know I'm not like a scientist about this. Well, I can so tell that, you about it because I'm a sound engineer. There you go. So it's like <laughs> it plays like something in our brain, like it yeah. switches like our old factories and everything. It like it switches off and even texture wise, like that's why when you go into a coffee shop and if like the colors aren't like blending well, your coffee is probably not gonna taste as great as it would taste at a different colored shop. Totally. You know? It's all mental. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Except for the sound. Sound is the only part of our body that is mechanical. Yeah. So that's why it's a unique way that it disrupts how we view things or how we taste things. Like our senses are altered in that way. Where like right now, let's say if I was drinking this coffee and I'm listening to this soft ass cumbia music that's going on. Yeah. I would feel different about how it tastes. Yeah. Like earlier, it was like a, a fucking banda song that I was playing while I was eating my cupcake. And I was like, this is super rich in taste. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, sound is so crazy, yeah. but it affects your judgment of things. Totally. Totally. Yeah, yeah it's, it's crazy. It's like you have to, when it comes to the shops, I think you have to like think of every little thing. Yeah. From yeah. sound to Honestly. colors to, yeah. like, yes, coffee is a very important thing. It's very important. You have a good product, you know, it's going to drive you. Yeah. But yeah, definitely like sounds, colors, texture. Yeah. You know. Like when when I'm uh when I when I'm roasting, I'm listening to music, right? If I'm listening to like chill music, I'm mm-hmm. just like, all right, this is some good, some good coffee. Mm-hmm. I listen to some trap music, I'm like, this is some good shit. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I feel you it. I'm like, yeah. I'm gonna start I'm like, tasting your coffee, yeah. like, mmm, sa- tastes like you roasted this with trap music. What's up? Yeah. Like, was, was that little Uzi? Like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got my parents, where like they both make the salsa in the house. Yeah. But you know who makes the salsa? <laughs> or like my, my mom makes yeah. it. She doesn't listen. She doesn't make it with music on. Yeah. Like she makes it. It's super. Like, it's chill at the house no really any noise or whatever yeah and it's spicy you know and it's cool it's a nice blend yeah my dad makes it he always makes it with music on he, got the he has the radio playing. going he has something playing and when you taste his, his salsa yeah same fucking ingredients yeah. you know they have different sazones and shit yeah but how they approach it is like for whatever reason my dad's salsa is spicy as shit 
He throws the fucking Está chili mojado. like, ah, Está mojado. That's the same shit we say every day. Que está mojado. Your mom made it mad or something. Yeah, that's what happens, bro. She got me cooking the fucking salsa. <laughs> uh, that's funny. That's funny. But to, to close it off, man. Uh, I just want to tell you thank you for the awesome coffee for being on the episode yeah. and also uh, I wanted to ask you how is it that you want to see this company grow within the next few years because yeah. I don't like setting a time or whatever like a five years ten years like yeah. what would you like to do because I know you're focused on your one shop yeah. uh, do you feel like you want to open another location or you want to or you just want to see how people react to this more or like what, yeah. how do you want to approach this well, so so what I want to do is I want I want to open up lo- more locations, but um, I want to open them up in neighborhoods where where people like will kind of open up to it, you know. Like um, I know that if I were to open this up in Echo Park, I that the reaction would be different. It wouldn't feel homey. It'd feel like a little cultural spot, you know. Like it, like yeah. like, and the reviews would be different, and you know, it, it'd be weird, but. Yeah, like I wanna, I wanna have this kind of like spread this feeling because when a lot of people come in, like you said, it's like they see like something they can relate to, they see culture, they feel like embraced. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I want to open up in places where people like want to feel embraced, you know? Yeah. Not people where there's like hustle and bustle and everywhere is just going crazy. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I wanna, I wanna open up more. Um, I have like other plans on, on the way, but those are like secret, like top secret, yeah. you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. But yeah, but um. I, I am opening up a, a, like another coffee shop um, with the Salvadoran farmers that you met. Oh, so cool, cool. yeah, so we're we're opening that up. That one's that one is gonna be in Echo Park, um, and um, that one's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be like my little experiment, and if that one goes good, you'll see a lot more, a lot more to go. cultural yeah. places. Cool, like cool. yeah, yeah. Place, so putting awesome. us on the on the limelight because it's, it's yeah. long overdue. Yeah, that's awesome. Though. <laughs> I agree with you. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that's man. exciting. Um, yeah, we're gonna. I'm actually hoping to get in contact with them, and uh, I wanted to interview them. So yeah, totally. We, we got like talking that night, and it was funny because I was, I went back home, and I'm like, oh my god, like it was so cool because I went in and it was all Latin people. Yeah. It was just like all Latin people because like a few months back I did a cupping and I I did it with the Long Beach Coffee Club and I was the one running it um, at Rose Park and yeah. it was like. It was all like it was hipsters and yeah. like it, yeah, it was a good mixture. But I don't think a, there was, was many was, Latin people though. No, there was like two guys, and it was yeah. uh, it was like a mixture of like different races, yeah. but they're all kind of hipster for the most part. Which is like which is nothing oh, wrong with that. There's nothing but, like, wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But yeah, so when I came in here and I'm like, it's I different. feel home. Yeah, like, it's I different. Feel like, yeah. like I can say things in Spanglish and they'll understand what's up, you know or. Because it's like when I explain coffee and I'm slurping, I'm like, I'm not, I don't know, like, I love all the, like, dialects that the the, the flavor wheel gives, and I, yeah. I think it's a very useful tool, but sometimes I'm over here like, man, this tastes like, like, mangos, and, like, my mom just put some pepita on it, yeah. and, like, something like that. <laughs> they say the tamarindo candy. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, see, and if I told that to a hipster, they'd be like, no, what's what, tamarindo what candy? I'm like, oh, my God, I can't. Tamarind has a candy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's, it's different how you can approach yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So um, that's exciting, though. That's some good goals, and I think um, yeah. we'll definitely have to stay in contact. And like, if you need help, you know, we're all about helping our culture. Because that's the thing. I I think do we really need more coffee shops? No. But if you are going to open more coffee shops, how can it invest in our communities? Yeah, it has that's to be the, the purpose. You know? you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like if you 
you know, if you have, like I said in Rose Park, there's so many, like, in that radius, there's so many coffee shops, yeah. but what is the purpose? If the purpose is just, like, the aesthetic, the yeah. Instagram, and it's like, uh, you know, that's not really feeding into our earth, into our communities. Yeah, it becomes into... very shallow at that point. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's like, even when we do these throwdowns, there's throwdowns, there's cuppings, it's like, it's a very, like, there's a lot of clicks, you know, it's all these hipsters, and it's like, and then you have, like, you go to it, and you're, like, just standing there, especially, yeah. if, like, me personally, I go there, and I, and I try to make conversation, and they're like, it doesn't go beyond then, yeah. that, you know, and I'm like, okay, you know, I don't, that's why I don't really care to go to throwdowns, because yeah. it's like, it's all these clicks, it's like, I'm not a, in high school, you know, I'm it's not, like gangs of New York in there, yeah, yeah, it's, exactly. like, <laughs> right. it's like, I'm not in high school anymore, I don't need to okay. be, like, proving that I want to be accepted by this, like, yeah. you know, crew of the people and it's like I'd rather you know if I were to ever if a coffee shop were to be ever in my in my vision yeah. it would be definitely like investing into the community or you know a long term thing would be having a coffee shop in Guatemala and like cause even then it's like how we how the farmers said the other day at yeah. the cupping like a lot of these people in, in these third world countries or that are producing coffees they don't even get to try the coffee they're producing or they're yeah it's, it's true which is sad yeah you know? exactly yeah it's it's crazy it's like sometimes i'll take coffee back when i go to guatemala and they're like wow this isn't folgers i'm like no hell no not yeah. folgers in the styrofoam cup <laughs> yeah. that's what i got when i went to mexico i went to uh to oaxaca and uh they um they handed it to me and i'm like what the is this like yeah. you grow like some of the best coffee I've ever tasted and they're mm -hmm. like yeah but yeah but it, it's it's weird man it's because that's your cash crop yeah that's your cash yeah yeah but it's, it's it's trippy stuff there's a lot to like kind of like um then then I would help like African countries too but I, I don't really relate to yeah. you know yeah. so and land land like culture is closer to home it's more easier for me to when I go to these countries like I just you know I can speak yeah. like you know Exactly. Broken Spanish, but it's Spanish. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's something. Yeah, yeah it's something. Yeah. yeah. I remember I, I had um some Ecuadorian farmers that came, they had visited and um we were talking, right? And and I'm I'm good with Spanish, you know, I can hold my own. But um these foods went hardcore South American Spanish, like basically like kinda yeah. like proper as shit. And I was like, dude, what the fuck is going on, bro? <laughs> and then they're just like <laughs> They're like talking and they're like, yeah, like, like, esta, what is it? Este café tiene notas de panela. And then I was like, and then they're like, see that suca morena, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh shit, bro. I was like, what the fuck? I'm like, I'm texting my mom. I'm like, hey, mom. What's <laughs> she's your, she's a translator. I'm like, what's panela? She's like, it's queso, mijo. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> that is so interesting. I'm like, what kind of taste notes? Like, yeah. yeah. And then um, when we were leaving, like, I was, um, I was talking to them and I was like, oh, ustedes donde parquearon? And they're like, what? And I was, and then they were just like, and then I guess the guy was kind of like this mediator because he was from here in LA. And he was like, oh, estacionado. And I was like, oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, oh, perdón. Yeah, like, I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> and then um, when I would talk to, and then the, the weirdest one ever, I would talk to them about like, I was like, when the yodo sto cafe, blah, 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 oh, right? You know, it's okay. in Spanish. And then they're like, oh, it's like, like, guess rostir. And I was like, you know, like, cocinar el cafe. And they uh -huh. goes, oh, nosotros hicimos uh, a tostar. And I was like, no, I was like, it's one letter off, bro. Like, you never fucking. <laughs> I'm like, no, like, you can't fucking just like leave me alone for that yeah, shit. Yeah, sure. but that's yeah, so, that's so it was yeah, that's that was crazy. And then like I have another meeting with some Colombian farmers, and I'm like low key like ah oh, dog, like I'm listening to like some fucking. Like, yeah. When I went to um, I know I keep dragging this on. I'm sorry. Okay, uh, good. When I went to Expo this past April, 
I went by myself. Like, yeah. I just applied to volunteer and I was like, I'm gonna go. Like, I have free sky miles, let's do this. Yeah. And so I went and I just remember like interacting with so many Colombian people. Yeah. So many Colombian, Brazilians, a majority of it, because it's like, I mean, that's like one of the highest producing countries in coffee. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like listening to them and I'm like, I feel incompetent because right? I don't like it's I'm so not classy I'm, Spanish. I know dude. it's like oh, I feel intimidated. Yeah, I I had um this this homie that that in high school, and I I've never met like another Argentinian, but he was the only Argentinian I knew, right? Uh-huh. And again, like the only Argentinians I knew were were boxers. So and, uh-huh. so I would ask him and stuff, and I remember he was um we were talking. He would say some words. He would have an accent, and I'm like I'm like I, I remember telling him I was like bro, like don't take this the wrong way. But you have the nicest accent I've heard in my life. <laughs> and then he, it was kind of awkward that day, but he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. "What are you trying to say?" <laughs> and then, and then I kind of knew, like, like that—that's like another whole like topic, you know. Oh, yeah. But um, it was like an internal conflict that he brought up, where he was like, "Oh, we don't identify as Latinos," and I was like, yeah. "Homie, what the fuck?" But it was yeah. like, yeah. But his, he was first generation Argentinian. Um, but his parents had came from Italy, so I was like, okay, uh, that's like a pass. But okay. it's like he said, a lot of people in Argentina don't. Yeah. Look, and I'm like, dude, like, well, a lot yeah, of people like, in South America in general don't consider themselves Latino. Well, and that it's was like, like, that's a topic that we're hoping to bring up within the next few weeks. Yeah. Um, because my coworker and I, and we were actually just talking about this the other day. Yeah. My coworker, he's, I, I think he's from roots Argentinian, but he's he was born here. Yeah. And. He was like, I don't like to claim Latino because I don't want to take that that word. Like, I don't know if to like if we really are Latinos, and yeah. I don't want to disrespect those that are. Yeah. And then we got really deep into it. It's like, but also Latino is a very like colonized word as, colonized that was word, given yeah. to us. So yeah. it's like, so what do I call myself? Mayan? Like, do I call my? Do you call yourself an Aztec? Do you call your what or what exactly? And so. Yeah. I think that's just gonna have to like be a whole other episode by itself because yeah, it's really like, interesting. Are you from Mexico or are you from Mexico? I'm yeah. like, bro, I don't know. You like, you like, I don't know, bro. Like, yeah. You asking yeah. the wrong person if you're looking at my skin complexity. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's definitely um, it's a topic to really do research on. If you haven't if you haven't seen it yet, there's a it's called it's called on Netflix Tacos Conspiracy. Tacos. Taco like Chronicles? Taco Chronicles. Have you seen it? I was going to see it today. I started watching it yesterday. Yeah. yeah. I know. I'm sorry. It, but you, you have to watch it. But it just starts talking about the origin of tacos. And like it goes from Oaxaca to Veracruz to um, just like different regions in Mexico. And it starts talking about like where it has history beyond like the tacos. And okay, I'm like, no, I'm really going to watch it today. Yeah. So it's like really interesting. And it starts talking about like the Latin term and all this stuff, like how Mexicans don't like to be referred as Latinos because yeah. they're Mexican, yeah. you know? And I'm like, okay, like, but I'm not trying to offend you, you know? <laughs> yeah. So it was, it's, it's just interesting. It's like one quick thing about that is uh, as the word Latino or Latin or whatever, it's just because we speak Spanish. Yeah, it's, totally. It's a, it's a language that's mainly rooted from Latin, the Latin language, and yeah. the people that colonize us is Latin people. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like it's a very colonized word, and I respect people that don't want to be considered that. Yeah. But yeah. it's just it's finally something that we can put on like who are we on yeah. paper, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Would but, you say you go off as Latino, Chicano, Mexicano? What is your your label? I guess you could say. Yeah. I mean, I think it's just like. Mexicano, like, yeah, but it's, it's, 
I don't. There's so there's so many because that, that again like there's so many mixtures mm-hmm. and there's so many like internal like mixtures and stuff like mm-hmm. it's it's weird because we don't like I don't really know what my origins are like I know mm-hmm. my um my family my dad and my my mom came from Mexico but um there's so many like you know like my uncles look like Japanese you know and, really yeah wow. and my mom's side they're like short and dark so they look like they're like you know like uh-huh. like indigenous from of the land yeah and um. It's trippy, like we don't like, like I. That's what's trippy, but that's what makes it complicated. Is yeah, that, as Mexicans, a majority of Mexicans at least, there's no Mexican gene. Yeah, like there's like. Where yeah. essentially Native Americans intersected with yeah. Europeans. Yeah. That's it's, a whole new genetic structure there. Yeah, and then there's the Lebanese that went to Mexico, the Japanese, and it's the, like it's like the Chinese, <laughs> the Chinese. The Koreans. So it's this this weird wow. like yeah like. The, the trippiest thing ever, and we're dragging this way on. Which is, <laughs> I know, right? We're getting off It's all topic. good. It's all good. It's all good. I'll cut it out if I have to. Nah. The trippiest thing nah, ever I like was, it too much. <laughs> was um, when, um, uh, uh, what's his name? The Salvador Gigante, Don Francisco, oh, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, it's trippy that, like, every, that, he's the face of Latin America, basically, right? Yeah. Uh, everyone's Alita yeah. knows him and everything. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. He, he was German-Jewish, and it's like, dude, like, his, no way. his name is, like, Carl's, like, Fred... Fritzburger or something like uh-huh. that, and it's trippy, like, cause you're like, how it, it fucks with our identity even more. Oh, you didn't like, know that? Yeah. I feel like my childhood just got ripped away from yeah, me. Yeah, but, but like he grew up in Argentina, right? Yeah, in Chile. Oh, in Chile. In Chile. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but his, his is like, he his, still alive? He's still alive. He's still doing. Yeah, his he's shit. still alive. Oh, and his his family escaped World War Two because you know the German the Holocaust. Yeah. But yeah, but it was. It he was, has such an interesting story. But I need to that's a great that. example. It's yeah. super true. It is just like like wow. yeah like um I have a uh well my dad when I was working at my dad's mechanic shop. He um he's in in uh, the Los Feliz area, right? So mm-hmm. so this this Armenian man comes in, and uh, my dad was like, oh you know like like go talk to him and, and see what's up, right? So um I go and I talk to him and straight up fucking Spanish like hardcore, and I was like I go back to my dad and I was like I don't think he needs translation, bro. <laughs> you can talk to him speak Spanish, <laughs> and and he's laughing and my dad's laughing, and then the guy starts talking to me like in English. And then I was like, oh, I was like, I was like, where'd you learn Spanish from? And he's like, bro, he's like, I, I grew up in, uh, I think it was, it was like somewhere in South America. I think it was Chile as well. It was somewhere there. And he's like, I grew up, oh, in Peru. He's like, I grew up in Peru. And he's like, my family escaped the Armenian genocide. And I was like, dog, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, there's a lot of Armenians as well in yeah. El Salvador. Yeah, like, it's it is creepy. a big thing in El Salvador. Yeah, Armenians yeah. had to go through some shit. So. Yeah. yeah they're, they're, they're scattered. Yeah, man. And, yeah. and. It's funny enough how how um, everyone's safe haven is Latin America, yeah. you know. Like even like like a lot of Germans went to Argentina. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of you know like the bad side of the Germans, the Nazis went to Argentina. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of Armenians they went all over Latin America. Um, some Germans went to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. Some French went to Chile. Mm-hmm. So it's like you see I like mean, when I was in France with like Melanie's family, yeah. freaking they have German cousins. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas as Germans as they can be, yeah, she speaks perfect Spanish. Yeah. But as a but estilo salvadoreña. Yeah. Oh yeah, you told me about that. So it's fucking hilarious. So it's mm-hmm. crazy, like how yeah. deep rooted we can get. And you see the food too. The food, like um, you look at Salvadoran food. Look at German, like like well pastries, like Salvadoran pastries, German pastries. It's <laughs> nearly identical. Yeah. yeah. Like, mm-hmm. You got like the strudels. You got yeah. the um, the semitas, like the semitas are kind yeah. of the same as like the fruit pastries mm-hmm. that they have. Um, there's a torta aleman, I think you know Salvador. Yeah. Like yeah. it's it's trippy, so bro. Crazy. Like yeah. Then Ooh. the 
the croissants in Mexico, the cuernitos, like, it's oh trippy. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. Like, you'll wow, see. Wow, that goes into, like, a whole different, like, Yeah. And that just shows, like, like, how culturally rich our people can be, and why I think, we call it a Latinx nation, yeah. but it's really, we're all connected in some way or another, you know? hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's funny, because I started, this rooted in 2000, 2015, I want to say. Yeah. 2014-15, I got really into, like, doing nonprofit work in Guatemala, and I was just like, I really love, like, I want to do nonprofit in Guatemala, like, as a profession, right? And so I'm like, okay. And once again, like I said, I'm a really, like, out-the-box thinker, like, beyond, like, sky's the limit. And so I'm like, all right, I'm going to make my own nonprofit, and it's going to be called Strong Nation. Because we're, in Latin America, we are strong. We are a strong yeah, nation. Like, no sure. matter what comes our way, we are strong, you know? Yeah. And so then, little by little, we would do projects here and there. And then it faded away for a while. And so then we got going with the podcast. And I'm like, Latinx Nation. Like, and so connecting it all together, you know, without Latin, like, descent and everything, like, we wouldn't be what we are now. We wouldn't be a strong nation how we are how we've kept up to this very day you know yeah. like especially with like everything happening in our day and age right now here in america with like ice and immigrate immigration and our immigration system our immigration system has always been a shit show you know but oh, yeah. even till then our parents are still standing strong you know like true, they're still here like whatever yeah it's like whatever you know <laughs> yeah. like my yeah. my dad's gone deported my brother's gone deported and like we're still standing strong. Like, you ain't breaking us. Nah. It's, like, it's you, like they went to work. They just come back the next day. Like, hey, bro, I got, I got deported yesterday, man. Like, <laughs> like, how are you back? You've been gone a week. You know? like, well, it took a week to get here, bro. Yeah, man. So. Yeah, it's it's trippy stuff. And, like, it, it, it um, our, our stories as, as Latinos are, and, or whatever, you, you know, you want to label. But, like, we're, we're hardcore, man. Like, yeah. Yeah, like, I, I, I think of like, you know, my parents, like, especially my dad, how he started his mechanic shop. Like, I'm here tripping, I'm like, damn, like, how like, like, how am I gonna run this business, blah, 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 like, maybe I should quit, you know, stuff like that. And then I think of my dad, I was like, my dad came to a foreign country, didn't speak the language, came yeah. at 17, didn't have any friends, didn't even know what the currency was, and he started the business. I'm like, dog, like, I have no excuse, yeah. bro. You guys, like, need to watch, <laughs> you guys need to yeah. watch Tacos Chronicle because it starts talking about uh, that. Yeah, uh. it's like I have, like, like, and then, like, my mom, my mom, same thing. Like, her family, they came here. They were, like, in the in, in the back of a truck. Like, in, like you know, they came here, um, migrated, and um, they all went to, like, high, high-end schools and shit. And mm-hmm. it's just like, bro, That's like. That's crazy. Yeah. That's so crazy. Like, my, my aunt, she doesn't even have a, she has a degree but it's not in her name because she's like she used someone else's identity shit. just to go to school and she was like I don't give a shit about papers she's like I got everything up here and I'm like nice. dang I'm like yeah, dude, yeah. we are Ooh. badass motherfuckers yeah. Yeah. and then with that kind of comes is like oh I can't be lazy bro you <laughs> like, can't. We, I we have no, no excuse, excuse. Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. I can't fucking exactly. I'm just yeah. like oh, there's no like excuse in the book whatsoever mm-hmm. like yep. Like and then, and and like well I don't know about like, your parents my parents won't like let like I'll I'll be like oh I'm really tired and my dad will be like well I did cross the desert but whatever bro. I, guess, <laughs> <laughs> I guess you are tired bro yeah, like yeah. yeah he's like well I did like you know start a business at like with no money but I guess you know your finances so, yeah like, <laughs> it's like the the just the way the work the work morals or the work ethics the work yeah. ethics yeah. like have. Yeah, they decrease. It's hardcore. Yeah, like yesterday I worked six, seven hours. I slept in too. 
Yeah. And I worked six, seven hours, and I'm like, I'm tired. And I'm like, the fuck? I just stood there <laughs> and took orders. Like, yeah. how is that? And my mom's over here busting her ass off, washing dishes while cooking and serving people. And I'm like, damn. Like, I think that's why I'm so appreciative of my job, because my job kills me, but I'm like, man, this is a barely anything yeah. compared to what our parents had to go through. Yeah, it's, tri- it's trippy, man. It's trippy stuff when you start thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Like, you, you just lay down and you just think, like, how the fuck? Like, yeah. It, and yeah. It's, weird. it's, like, by magic, too. Like, I think, like, well, me, for example, like, I take it, like, for granted sometimes because it's just, like, oh, like, they provide us with everything, so... So, mm-hmm. like, when, when I grew up, I thought money was just magical. Like, oh, like, you can just get shit, you know? Like, money never ends. Mm-hmm. And then I, I grew up and realized shit. I'm like, damn, bro. Like, that's crazy. Like, yeah, yeah but it, it's it's hardcore stuff, man. And then, like, well, my, my parents had five kids. So, it was like, five of us, and it's just, like, mm-hmm. it's trippy, bro. Are like, you the oldest, middle? I'm the, I'm the second oldest. So, the oh, oldest okay. boy, and uh, but second oldest, like, overall. Oh, so, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it's crazy it, stuff. It is crazy. Yeah, like yeah. my my young like uh, my youngest brothers, the two youngest brothers, they're practically twins. They're they're born eleven months apart. So oh. like I don't know how the fuck my mom like raised us and raised like two babies. Oh, like you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's it's trippy, man. Yeah. Like it's crazy stuff, but. Yeah. I mean, it's just inspiration at that yeah, point. It really is. It, it really comes is. to show, man. We're we're crazy people. We get shit done. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. So that's a good way to end it off. Yeah. I appreciate you being on the show. Yeah, I appreciate the invite, thank, man. No, yeah. Thank you for taking the time. <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you need anything from us, and we'll do the same, man. I'm down. Yeah. Down for some awesome. books, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're awesome. I'll come by soon because this place is amazing. For right? sure, just bro. Thank chill, you. Man. Thank Hell you. Yeah. Support your locals, everybody. I um, always. I'm very strong on that, supporting your locals. Like, it might be a dollar more than what Starbucks or Pete's or whatever, but it's supporting your locals. And plus, you're getting some good coffee back, so. The quality's there. Yeah. Totally. Totally. So, Eselito Cafe, Southgate, California. Check it out. Well, mapas. Vamos. <laughs>